Welcome to my very first podcast. We're calling this Hope for the Uprooted. And of course, that means you, all of you out there who have been uprooted, either in the trenches of transition, the maze of moving, the chaos of change, the emotional roller coaster that brings the uprooted woman. Hi, I'm Susan Miller, and I'm so excited to be with you. Let me just tell you a little bit about myself. I am the founder, that sounds so, um, that sounds like a big name, but hey, the inception of Just Moved Ministry some 25 years ago began in my heart and in my home and has now grown to be an international ministry outreach for women who are uprooted. And of course, our mission is through biblical teaching and personal support to prepare, encourage, and equip an uprooted woman to let go and trust God to start over with hope and move forward in faith. And we offer not only groups based on my book, After the Boxes Are Unpacked, study groups all over the world in churches and military installations, missions, missionaries. Gosh, we have groups that are in backyards or basements, wherever there's a, a group of women who are new and have been uprooted. And we have a website that is to die for. You would love it, justmove.org. And you can go on that website and sign up for our Just Move community if you are a new mover. And that is a private Just Move um, community that is on Facebook. And once you join the Just Move community, you can chat among yourselves and really share your heart and get lots of encouragement. You can also send us, once you're a member of the Just Moved community, which is all free, you can send us a picture of you and your family online at info at justmove.org, and we will put your family on our prayer board for new movers and pray for you. We also have a prayer board for our dear, beloved military, which I have a very tender place in my heart for the military because I am an Air Force brat. My dad was career Air Force, and my husband was Air Force, and my brother. So I come from a long line of military um, patriots. And so I just encourage you to go on our website and check us out. Find out all about us. Check out where our studies are held all over the world. And if you're newly moved to an area, my goodness, maybe you could uh, join a group. Who knows? The biggest thing is that we want to be up close and personal with you and we want you to be in touch with us. We want to connect with you through our website, through our Facebook. We have a Just Moved Facebook page and through our Just Moved community. So that's exciting. We want you to sign up for Bloom, which is a publication that is sent to you in the mail three times a year at no cost that just encourages the uprooted woman. My goodness, I've told you a lot. 
I just wanted to give you that foundation of who we are and what we do. And I travel all over the world and speak to the heart of women and would love to meet you one day, hopefully, in my travels. Or if you're in the Phoenix, Arizona area, please look us up and come by our office and have a cup of coffee with me and my staff. You would love them as I do. So I am a grandmother of six. I have two grown children and live here in the Phoenix area and I'm just um, one of those wild and crazy girls. I, <laughs> I actually uh, kickbox. I have pink boxing gloves and pink tennis shoes to match. Love kickboxing. Love that workout. And also uh, I have red boots and love to ride a motorcycle. I know I'll never own one, and I know I'll never drive one, but I've got friends that do, and they are always so kind to include me on a little ride in the desert, so that's lots of fun. Um, I love Starbucks, love non-fat, no-foam lattes, and love most of all connecting with women and sitting across the table from them and encouraging their heart. So there you go. Oh, and I love geraniums. My yard's full of them. So there you go. Enough about me. I want to talk about you um, and just encourage your heart. Every time I do a podcast, my desire is to encourage you and to give you hope, to give you scripture as a foundation for that hope and encouragement, and to let you know that you're not alone. Sometimes I'll be talking about, well, a variety of different subjects that pertain to being uprooted or that pertain to the heart of a woman, the things that she's dealing with on a daily basis, perhaps loneliness or self-esteem or motherhood or retirement or any number of things, marriage, parenting, friendship, you name it. And, um, of course, all of that has an effect on you when you are uprooted. So those are some of the things we're going to be talking about. And like I said, you may be in the trenches of transition or the maze of moving or the chaos of change. And so, you know, I ask you, what change are you facing right now? Have you ever been blindsided by a major life change other than moving? It can leave you numb, shocked, and devastated in a matter of minutes. Your life and everything in it can change from being complete to being crushed. If you've experienced a life-changing loss, you know how hard it is to pick up the pieces of a broken heart and a shattered world and try to put your life back together again. Those pieces never fit in the same way, do they? Life is forever altered. This much I know. After 45 years of marriage, I lost the love of my life, Bill, to cancer. My only goal at that time was to breathe every day. Perhaps you felt that same way with a major life change. Numb and exhausted from grief and caregiving, I didn't know how to begin life again. And each day, my friends, each day God breathed life in me 
and I learned how to cope and adjust to my new normal as the healing process began. In my book, After the Boxes Are Unpacked, which, by the way, you might want to know if you know me and you know this book, uh, over 100,000 copies have been sold and Focus on the Family just last year um, expand, I wrote an expanded edition, a new expanded edition, and, and it's out now. And so in that book, I wrote the three-step process for movers, and that's let go, start over, and move forward. But I never thought those principles would become a part of my healing process in the biggest life change that I would ever face. God knew then what I know now because as all of us going through a major life change, I had to choose to let go, to start over, and to begin to move forward with my life after losing Bill. I reread my own book and gradually my heart began to rest in the biblical principles and scripture passages that I found there. Gosh, you might be experiencing the pain of loss by a different name. Perhaps it's the loss of your health, your marriage, a job, a relationship, a pregnancy, a dream to have children. Perhaps it's a parent lost to Alzheimer's or a child to disease or a teen to drugs. It could be even the devastating hurricanes that our nation is facing now and that they've gone through in Houston and in Florida. It could even be a loss too painful to share. But at some point, my friends, you'll have to choose to let go and trust God. And you'll have to choose to start over with hope and begin to move forward in faith. Hard words to hear, but a reality we all have to face. As you know, there are many uncertainties in a major life change. But this I'm sure of, you, my friend, you are wrapped in God's strength and comfort every day. He covers you as he covered me with his grace and mercy as you push on to survive. You can rest in his promises and rely on his word for the days ahead. And let me tell you something else. You may be living with brokenness, but you are not shattered. Because you can live with a peace that is beyond understanding and a hope that is anchored in Christ. You see, my friends, there isn't a life change so traumatic that God cannot restore you. There is no pain so deep that God cannot bring you comfort. And there's no circumstance that is without God's presence. And when your life has been uprooted by the winds of change, you will know and feel the anchor, the support, and the foundation that knowing Jesus Christ gives. So I ask you, what are you facing? Let me tell you a little bit about change. When your world is rocked with change, when you are uprooted with change, when everything you know 
and all that you are familiar with has been uprooted from you. You're usually fearful of change. I know I am because it disrupts your life, your routine, your schedule. It affects your emotions. And yet change is the very thing that drives us closer to Christ. He is the one we turn to when everything else is shaken, when everything else is lost. A lot of times, and I, you know, just the practical side of uh, change when your world is rocked by, by that loss, any loss, a lot of times the reaction is that we, we try to deny it. You know, uh, that's part of the stages of grief even to try to deny that or we try to avoid it. In other words, we fight change. We fight it with every fiber in our body. And then we try to manage it and control it. And I think that was out of fear that I did. I, would, I just was a control freak uh, in the midst of my loss out of great fear. And then you shortcut change out of frustration. You just want to get through it. You just want to do whatever you can do to get through it. And you try to shortcut it. Let me tell you what I've learned about shortcuts. We don't want to short circuit what God is doing what God is teaching, how God is laying the foundation for himself in us by shortcutting or short-circuiting what he is doing. And then, of course, we adapt. Eventually, we adapt. Eventually, we begin to adjust to a new normal in faith. And I want to ask you, do you respond Or do you react in the midst of change? I I can't help but think of Houston and all the the pictures that I saw on the news and on, on TV about how people responded, how they helped one another, how they um, slowly walk through the water holding one another, how they began to respond to those who were uh, devastated. Uh, Just to see that reinforces the importance of responding rather than reacting and how they have, how people of all nationalities, all, all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of differences came together in the midst of their world being rocked with change. When you respond to change, you, you cling to God and you cling to his promises. You cling to prayer. There is a calming of your emotions when you are responding instead of reacting. It seems that um, my soul was soothed because of that calmness in the midst of responding rather than reacting. Don't lose faith, my friends, and don't give up when your whole world is rocked with change and when you're in the trenches of transition. Psalm 27, 8 says, Thy face, O Lord, I shall seek. So when you are in the midst of change, when everything's turned upside down like a 5,000-piece puzzle and you have to put the pieces back together again, thy face, O Lord, 
I shall seek. And remember in Malachi 3.6, don't forget this powerful sentence. For I, the Lord, do not change. Oh my goodness, just give me that. Just pour that all over me. Saturate me with that in this ever-changing world that we live in. Where every day is a gift. The comfort it brings. For I, the Lord, do not change. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Thank you, Jesus, for that wonderful, reassuring scripture. You know, I can't help but think of, um, of, and I'll phrase this as uh, the Israelites when they left Egypt as our despondent desert dwellers. Um, because in, in, in Exodus thirteen seven and fifteen twenty one, and that whole book, uh, Exodus, that's you know, the whole book is about leaving and being uprooted and all of that, and what God is teaching His people. But the Israelites left Egypt to move to Cana, the Promised Land. Oh gosh, I think of how many people move from different parts of the nation to our area in Phoenix because of the weather and because of the, you know, all the amenities of just it being so beautiful here. Um, For many people, this is the promised land. Uh, For many people, this is the place of second chances. And here the Israelites, the despondent desert dwellers, left Egypt to move to the promised land. And you know what? In in all reality, they thought it would be a pretty quick trip. But it turned out to be a 40-year journey through the desert. Now talk about when your world is rocked with change. Here they were. Here they were packing and unpacking for 40 years. And how many of you have moved a lot? I know all my military friends move every two to three years on the average packing and unpacking. And here, the Israelites were doing that for 40 years. They were worn out. They were weary. They were miserable. They were unhappy. It was 24-7 exhaustion. How many of you in the moving part of being uprooted, which is what our ministry is really centered on, the catalyst for our just moved ministry is the uprooted woman through being moved. But our biblical principles apply to every change a woman goes through when she is uprooted. But imagine uh, 24-7 exhaustion when they're packing and unpacking. Maybe you've retired. Maybe you've downsized. Maybe you've moved from an apartment to your first home. My goodness, you could be worn out and weary also. And you know what? The despondent desert dwellers took their eyes off of God. How many times have I taken my eyes off of God in the midst of my circumstances when I, as a woman, was, I, w- I was just worn out or I was miserable or I was unhappy? I moved 14 times, girls, and I didn't love all those 14 moves. And a lot of times I was miserable and unhappy. Bill was in the hotel business, and part of that was moving every two to three years. 
in the corporate world. And of course, before that was military. Hey, you know, I knew what packing and unpacking was all about. And many times I took my eyes off of God and wrapped them in my circumstances. And I think that the Israelites lost sight of God in the midst of those 40 years. And then there was the adjustment to the wilderness in the desert. Now, a lot of people have a hard time adjusting here in the desert when they come to Phoenix. A lot of people aren't used to the heat. Yeah, it does get hot. And yes, it gets to be 115. It was this past summer. And you know, hot is hot. When you stick your head in an oven, it's hot, whether there's humidity or no humidity. Well, they had to adjust to the wilderness in the desert. And there was a lot of hardship and a lot of discomfort. And for a lot of people that come here, it is not the promised land. And it is hard work. And second chances aren't always good. And there's a lot of being disillusioned or disappointed. There's a lot for the Israelites. There was a lot of discomfort. And you know what? That led to complaining and whining. They wanted to go back to Egypt. Oh my goodness. Can I tell you how many times I hear women say, this just isn't what we thought. We want to go back. We want to move back to where we came from. We don't want to stay here. You see, the Israelites forgot to follow God's leading. God was trailing a path or blazing a path. He was making a way. But because they took their eyes off of him and they forgot to follow his leading, they became complaining and whining because they wanted to go back. And isn't this kind of funny? Not funny, but kind of ironic. But everything looked better back in Egypt. For me, when we moved from Atlanta, everything looked better back in Atlanta. Uh, Our minds kind of do that. We kind of conjure up, oh, but it was so much better where we came from. And yet I knew this was where God brought us. The Israelites forgot to follow God's leading. And then they compared life in the wilderness with the way they remembered it in Egypt, just like I would compare life here in Phoenix with the way I remembered it in Atlanta. I've often said and wrote in my book that I went from grits to guacamole and from oak trees to cactus and from green grass to rocks in the yard. Oh, my gosh. But for the Israelites, everything they left behind appeared to be better than it was. They remembered only the good, not the bad. And I did the same thing, and you probably have too. You see, they forgot to trust God, to trust him for the unknown, to trust him for what they could not see. They forgot to trust him, and many times... Not only have I taken my eyes off of God, and not only have I forgot to follow God's leading, but I've also forgotten to trust Him. And so I, I kind of think when, when we as movers or women that are uprooted by change, a lot of times we, we are similar 
to the desert, the despondent desert dwellers. I would love to go into more of that. I would love next time I do um, our podcast to really go into that more on the rocky road of change and to share uh, that a little more in depth with you. But I just want to encourage you to trust God because he's going to enable you with his strength. And he's going to equip you with just what you need internally and externally. He's going to embrace you with his comfort and he's going to encourage you with his word. You just need to let go and trust him. You just need to start over and trust and move forward in faith and hope. Trust, faith, and hope. Going through a life change can leave you feeling, no matter what change it is, can leave you feeling like you've hit rock bottom. You can either stay there or you can see God as the rock and foundation on which which to rebuild your life. You see, it's not what you'll do with change, but it's what Christ will do with change in you. And during the, the hardest moments of loss for me, and loss is change, loss is grief, during those hardest times, it's what Christ did in me, in my prayer life, in my walk with him, in my closeness with him. Isaiah 43, 18 through 19, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. I'll do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And you might be right in the middle of a wilderness. You might be right in the middle of of a desert that only God can quench that thirst that you have. And he will give you rivers in the desert. Gosh, I'm just thinking next time I might just talk to you about how to survive change and transition to tools and equipping that we need throughout any change in life. I want to remind you, um, perhaps you've turned your back on God. Perhaps you feel like he's forgotten you in the midst of the changes that you're going through. I just want to remind you and take it from me. He has not forgotten you, girlfriend. He is walking with you. You may not see the levels that he is working on in your life. You may feel very alone, very low very desperate but hang on hang on go and find your bible dust off the bible if it's dusty go find it open it turn to the book of psalms and dwell in his word he will speak to you he will give you that encouragement and that hope and when there are no answers it's so easy to lose perspective When you're hurting and you're in pain physically or emotionally, isn't it? And loss does that. And life looks different through the grid of suffering. When you're uprooted through change, 
And oh, how quickly we can forget to rely on God's faithfulness in those hard, hard times. But remember this, God is with you always, forever, and no matter what. I found a a sign, one of those painted signs that says always, forever, and no matter what. And that's so true that God is with you always, forever, and no matter what. I even did a little devotion on that one time and broke it down, what that looks like and, and what that means. God will not fail you or forsake you in the days of he- days ahead. And I encourage you, friends, to choose, choose, make the choice to look up and not down, to look forward and not behind. And in the midst of the drought that you're in, in the midst of your wilderness, in the midst of your pain and your suffering and your loss, when you feel like your whole life has been uprooted, God is your provider and the source of living water that will never run dry. I can't wait till next time. I'm looking forward to spending time on this podcast with you. I'm, I'm excited about it. I feel like I'm looking into your face and into your eyes and I'm reading your heart and I'm just really excited. And I, and I invite you to join me. I invite you to share me with friends. Uh, I want to meet your friends and I want to get to know you better. Don't forget the name of our podcast is Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I hope I probably know a lot of you that are listening. Maybe there's just a couple of you for the very first time, but I consider you my friend. I consider you my friend across the miles, and I look forward to holding your hand in the days and weeks and months ahead as we travel this thing called life together and we bring hope to the uprooted woman. God bless you, and have a blessed day. And I'm finished. Yeah.